I'm Emily Swinford, and with some help from my friend, Todd Studer at Todd Studer Productions, you are listening to Emily Sells Iowa, the podcast. Join me, my colleagues, clients, and friends as we discuss real-life real estate. Please note that the opinions and content of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, any realtor associations, or any other persons or entities. If your property is listed with a real estate broker, please know that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. If you're interested in buying or selling properties, what is happening in your community, or what's new in the real estate world, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. I'm Tom Studer. In studio today, Emily Swinford with Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group. Offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, it is so good to see you again and also see you back to your old self. You went through kind of a bit of a sickness there towards the end of 2022, but it looks like your eyes are bright again and you're back ready to go. I did. I'm full of energy and I've, you know, back on the meal plan we talked about last week and kind of joked about. So I've fully detoxed from that sugar I was talking about last week. And um, how, did, how did that work I, out for you? Um, you know, the first week was awful. Um, I'm on day 12. First week was really, really hard, um, headaches, brain fog. Um, but once you get through that, it's like you're clearer than ever. So I'm excited to finally feel back to normal and I have more energy than ever. I've been up since 4 a.m. So that's what you have to deal with today. Well, this is a real estate podcast, not a health podcast, <laughs> but I've got all kinds of questions about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that afterwards. So um, you, you brought a guest in the studio today. Yeah, I did. Um, and I, I have to apologize uh, to Jordan because I was a little late this morning. We had an agent open house and I haven't done one of these types of open houses for a long time, but it's an open house where we just bring agents in and um, just something kind of exciting to share to kind of show you how the market's looking and what we're doing. We're kind of trying new things right now to see what's working and what's not as things have shifted, uh, not only with just the market in general, with uh, rates and and values, but also with just the seasonal you know shifts that we experience each year. But we had six uh, real estate agents come through the open house. Uh, that was a success in my opinion. The nice thing about it is that even though we're in rural Iowa, we're able to email out to all of the Omaha real estate agents as well. And the mail service that I use, you can actually track um, how many people open that email. And then from there, even um, how many people click on the link in the email. So even though we had six local uh, Mills County, Council Bluffs area agents through the open house and we had brunch, it was, it was a lot of fun just to see people. Uh, but we were able to see that, you know, a thousand people actually looked at the listings. So just kind of some new things going on out there or old new thing, old things we're doing again. So that was kind of fun. But um, yeah, Todd, so today I brought a, actually a really good friend. So his name's Jordan Rowe. He's with DVI Insurance. He's also my insurance agent. We actually met in uh, college. We both went to Northwest Missouri State University and have just been um, friends and obviously work in similar industries, so have ran into each other quite a bit since then. And um, I know he's really excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so I'll let Jordan kind of talk a little. And, and I, I think I'm going to learn something new today, too, because this is not my forte. I can speak to it from you know a transactional standpoint when it comes to real estate. But as far as the insurance world goes, it's foreign to me, so I'm, I'm excited to learn something new. So I'll kind of let Jordan talk about who he is and, and what he does. Well, let's find out, uh, Jordan, first uh, about, welcome. Thank you very much for coming yeah, thanks in. thanks for having me. Thanks. And let's uh, learn about your background in insurance and then find out a little bit about DVI insurance. So sure. uh, how far back do you go inside of the industry? Yeah, so um, like Emily mentioned, I did meet her at college in Northwest Missouri State. Completely went to college for wildlife ecology and conservation. Uh, do not regret, you know, not going on that path. Chose insurance instead. And to have people like Emily, you know, help you along the way and, and grow your business is 
you know, very much appreciated. So uh, out of college, I started with farmer's insurance for two and a half years, uh, realized the captive world was not where I wanted to be. Um, in October 2012, left with a few other fellow farmer's agents, started an independent agency, and here I am a little over 10 years later. Uh, definitely the grass was greener, you know, having the options with companies for people to choose, you know, their insurance for their home and auto, especially when you get referrals from Emily that help out, you know, you can really, you know, satisfy people that way with, you know, more options, better coverage and all that stuff. So. Well, I'm sure you can see it now. Did you see it then right away when you made the switch or were they, yeah. I'm guessing there's probably a lot of nerves involved. There was, you know, and I was in a position right out of college, wasn't married, didn't own a home, didn't have kids. It was the best decision I did do at the time. So farmers actually took a big rate increase uh, back then. And, you know, I got in a position where I felt like I wasn't doing what the best for my clients. So, you know, just because, you know, they may have a good relationship with you doesn't mean they'll stay because price is always an issue. And, you know, on the independent side, having these options for many companies really helps people stay with your business, retain business and find the best, you know, price for the coverage. You selected Omaha, where to put your office. Any anything uh, reason behind that is why you're yeah, on, over there honestly, on that side like of the river? I, yeah, I was just going through the motions at college, having a great time. You know, as Emily can recall, you know, we just had a really good time in college, met a lot of great people. Uh, my brother actually moved up here, and I, you know, I had nowhere to, to go, and you know, I was just had a buddy working for Farmers Insurance, came up here, lived with my brother for a little while, and got on my feet, and here I am. Yeah, and Jordan's originally from Iowa, so small yeah. town Iowa. He's a small town guy. Oh, that's right. We were actually yep. talking before we got started. You're from Bedford, Iowa, which I love that community. It's been a long time since I've been there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yep, originally from Bedford. You know, Northwest wasn't very far, you know, in an Iowa connection with Emily and all that stuff. It's Yeah, so it's been a change, you know, to come to the Omaha atmosphere, but Bedford's not that far away. So, Well, let's learn a little bit more then about how the this working relationship now that you have, because you, you had a friendly relationship and now that's grown into a working relationship. So how does how does that put together? Well, first of all, I want to say how very important it is to have a good relationship with your insurance agent because, unfortunately, I have been pulled over on the side of the road very recently and have had to send Jordan a Hail Mary <laughs> text to send me a copy of my most recent insurance cards. So he's saved me a few times. So your relationship with your insurance agent is very similar to your relationship with your real estate agent um, or really anybody in that uh, type of sales world, but also world where you have to depend on people and, and kind of take their advice. So thank you, Jordan, for saving me. I got off with a warning in case anybody's wondering. That was the best part. We're, we're all human. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to Jordan a little bit. I think I was kind of mentioning that this is all new to me too. So when somebody buys a house, what are their options in terms of what different types of insurance is out there or what do they need? What do you recommend? Sure. So when you purchase a home, I mean, that's a big purchase, you know, first off. So it is key and crucial to have a great real estate agent. 99% of the time, if you're purchasing a home, you do have a mortgage. And that mortgage company that you, you know, go through will require you to have homeowner's insurance. So um, that's where we come into play. And if, you know, Emily refers them over to us, we try to take the best care of them that we can. But with that, you know, we take your information, run it through many different companies, try to find the best deal that we can for you price-wise. And then at that time, you know, we set you up with your mortgage company, get your replacement cost policy which is what you want. And that's 99% of the time what we do. So when you're purchasing a home, you do have to have insurance for that, uh, you know, per mortgage requirements. So, but it's not just about price though, because there's so many other factors that go into it that one of your clients are probably going to want, you want to spend a little more money here as opposed to over here, just because of this is the type of home you have. Sure, exactly. So uh, like I said, like I mentioned, replacement cost policies are crucial. You know, you want to do that because in the event of a loss, you don't want any unexpected costs. It's going to cost you a lot more. So sometimes it is best to, you know, pay a little bit more for better coverage. And that's what we try to do. 
Hey, Jordan, so you said actual, or I'm sorry, replacement value. Um, I had a situation this fall, actually, where somebody was selling their house, and they called me in a panic. They'd called um, some sort of corporate hotline. They didn't have a local connection or any any even personal connection with anybody they talked to on the phone, and they called me in a panic because they filed a claim and had an actual replacement. Yeah. What's so, the difference, and what is that? Sure. So actual cash value factors in a little bit of depreciation costs that we might touch base on here a little bit. So after you know the age of your roof, say it gets to where it's 10 years old, and there's wear and tear on your roof, the roof is not worth as much as what it would be as if it were a year or two old. So actual cash value would pay you at the time what the roof is worth, as opposed to a replacement cost policy. And that's what will touch base to depreciation now is they'll pay you the depreciation cost, the actual cash value up front. But if you have a replacement cost policy, they'll pay you once you replace the, you know, if the siding's damaged, if the roof is damaged, they'll pay you up to 100% of the loss incurred, less your deductible. So a replacement cost policy is pretty much what you want to have. Hopefully what I have, right? Yes, it is what you <laughs> yeah. And that's what we give everybody, honestly, we try to, because I, I just hate to see somebody pay premiums, cut a little bit of corners, you know, to save three, 400 bucks on the front end, get stuck with thousands of dollars later if they do have a claim. Well, and chances are, like with a roof, chances are you're going to have a claim eventually. We live in a hailstorm area, so. It is, yes, very much so. It's it, Every year, it just seems like it's hailing. And, you know, as an insurance agent, we cringe, you know, where you know, we have relationships with the roofing contractors as well that just love it, you know. So it's hard to be friends with them at times like that, but it does hail here quite a bit. So you you definitely want a replacement cost policy. What are um, other reasons somebody might file a claim? Other, hail's, I think, probably the most common in our area, but what else um, sure. are people... Uh, yeah, so, you know, wind, fire, theft, water, tornado, homeowners insurance covers all that basis. Um, but like primarily most of the claims that we do incur, you know, like as Todd mentioned, that it does hail here quite a bit. And it seems like 99% of our claims are hail related. But it's not always just about the roof. I mean, you know, hail can damage siding. It I, does, yes. Uh, I've seen hail damage on a deck. You know, a lot of things like Everything, that. Windows, siding, roof, you know, even if you have a grill or, you know, anything of that sort, it'll pay for that. Your vehicles, you know, get hit a lot too. So, um, but yeah, with the homeowner's insurance, you know, it is crucial to have a replacement cost policy because the hail just doesn't pick on your roof. It picks on everything. Is it a common thing for you to have a client in and, and it's not just homeowners, but now you got the auto and you got any other insurance policy that it's all just kind of bundled together that way? Yeah, primarily we like to do that, you know, to bundle it because the companies do offer discounts. You know, they'll give you a percentage discount on your auto for having the home with the same company and vice versa. So from a real estate standpoint, um, on our property disclosures, it's one of there's certain questions that the state requires that you answer when you sell your house in Iowa. And then there's other questions that are optional for the sellers to answer. One of those optional questions is, have you had a or an insurance claim over a certain, uh, over, I believe it's $4,000. And then they encourage the seller to disclose whether or not they have filed a claim and then whether or not if they filed a claim, whether or not they've done that work. So one of the issues we run into when we're selling out there selling houses is that somebody may have filed a claim, uh, like a roof claim, and maybe the roofer came out and said, yeah, there's hail damage, but the roof's still doing its job. Don't you don't necessarily need to replace it. We we hear that happen all the time. Well, when somebody goes to sell their house, and then all of a sudden the question comes up: Have you filed a claim? Has the work been done? And it hasn't been. All of a sudden we're negotiating with that buyer an insurance claim that was filed, you know, 
five years ago for a new roof that was never put on. What happens when somebody doesn't do the work that they're paid out? Yeah. So, so if that happens and say they weren't selling the home in the instance, but they don't repair the roof that they were paid out for and it hails on the roof again, the insurance company will not pay them again. So when it comes to your situation, because I know we ran into that one in the past where I had a client that was insured that had damage to their, to their home. And then you had a seller come in, I believe, and they purchased the home maybe you own the seller, which, whichever one, but they didn't repair the damage that was cost. So it's in that time, it's probably between the buyer and seller, what they're going to work out as far as the purchase price, if they're going to repair the damages or if they're going to work out and, you know, lower the sale price of their home, you know, one of those things that they could work out individually. But typically insurance companies want you to repair your damage. That way it's to start clean slate. You know, you don't have to worry about cutting costs on the next event if there is one. So, yeah, so it it's ultimately, you know, when it comes down to price, whether the buyer or seller is if they didn't repair the damage, then I would think that they would have to come off the purchase price, you know, for somebody to do that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's more common than what people think. I, I mean, I, I've had four of these going at one time and it's nothing new. I've, I had this happening, you know, a long, long time ago. So it's just, I think it's really common. And I do think that people probably do get that insurance claim check and then a roofer comes out and says, you don't necessarily need to replace it. Um, it, can come back on you at some point, whether it be, it does, um, you know, when I guess you have to file another claim or when you go to sell the house and now the new buyer can't get the roof insured. So at some point that tends to catch up with people and it's very, very common. So that's why that so common, in fact, that that's why that question's on that property disclosure. It is. Yeah. So I don't see what you see on the property disclosure, but, um, you know, most of the time when you do file a claim, insurance is not to be made money off of. It's to get you back to the hole where you were at before. So when, you know, you have that instance where they're buying and selling and they don't repair the damage, then it gets a gray area and it's really tricky and it's probably complicated for agents like yourself. It can be. Um, and I like that that uh, question is on the property disclosure because it does kind of open up that conversation that's otherwise can be a little bit more awkward. Hey, did you get a check for your roof? And yep. And did you fix it? Nope. You know, so it makes it a lot easier to open up that conversation. But I mean, I've had my own clients where they've been in the position of not, um, you know, rep- or not repairing their stuff they were paid out for on a claim. And, and that's really, really normal. Just as long as, as homeowners know that it's some point it can catch up with you when you go to sell your house. I think that's probably the most important thing. Do whatever you want with it. You know, that's that's up to you. But um, at some point, um, that might be something you're negotiating during your the sale of your home. And I don't think a lot of people consider that. Jordan, I'm curious, uh, how often does it happen that you've got a new homeowner that they've, uh, they're purchasing a house and maybe they haven't even moved into it yet. So they, they go through you and they get their insurance policy all in place and they get everything in there that they feel they need. And then they're in the house and they start to learn more about the house because you never really know everything until you're inside of it. How often does it happen that they're coming back to you and then making some adjustments on their policy based on more familiarity with the property? One of the biggest things that we we have really been a proponent of of adding to people's coverage is the sewer and drain coverage that people don't have. You know, So if there's a clogged pipe that you might not necessarily know about it and all of a sudden it continues to back up. So that's an endorsement that we put on to know. Uh, it's... So more often than not, we try to tackle it at the beginning to where people don't come back to us and, you know, find these hidden secrets in the home that they buy that the you know previous owner didn't disclose maybe per se, and then all of a sudden they're caught off guard. So, you know, we try to be, be on top of it from the get-go, I guess. There's, a, I think, um, other things to consider. I know that you and I had this conversation when I purchased my home um, a little over a year ago, um, but uh, pools 
and outbuildings and maybe any bathrooms that are hidden in those outbuildings that your insurance agent may not know about. And then also I think a lot of times we get asked about like the age of um, the plumbing or if it has a breaker box or a fuse box. So those things seem to come up quite often too. And it's kind of funny that a lot of people don't want to disclose what they have because they feel like it's going to raise their premiums. But it's funny that we do find out, you know, we see it on the assessor side, the adjusters or the inspectors, they find out about it. So in your instance where you do have a pool, we want to make sure that your liability is really, really high to protect you because if something happens with a kid slipping and falling or, you know, potential drowning or, and then you also require, they require a higher fence or something like that. So it's very important for people to come forward and disclose what they have so we can be sure that we're doing our part on our end to make sure that you have the best coverage possible. Something you've mentioned many times, Emily, inside of the real estate world is there are no dumb questions. You have the job that you have and you are an expert in your industry. You don't expect a home buyer or home seller to know all the information that you have. And Jordan, the same with you, that you encourage people to, if you don't know something, ask the questions and, and find out um, because you have been doing this for a long time. So you're going to know all the ins and outs that maybe the average person will not. Sure. A lot of people, you know, like you just mentioned, no question is a dumb question because it's better to know, you know, beforehand than be caught off guard and be surprised and not be properly covered or something of that sort. So anytime anybody has a question, whether it's insurance related, real estate related, be sure to ask us, you know, because we'll we'll try to, you know, if we don't know, we'll find out for you and we'll make sure that you are, you know, well-informed. Well, what do you think? I, I think Jordan was just horrible and, and all of the uh, all of the nervousness. Yeah, we, we, all get a little, we all get a little nervous. There's, um, there's two more things I want to touch on, though, and one is depreciation because I don't quite understand it myself, and I get asked about it all the time. So can you just kind of briefly explain what depreciation is in layman's terms and we can kind of all try to wrap our heads around it? Yeah. So depreciation is a loss in value from all causes. And like I think I mentioned earlier is the, if your age of your roof, it depreciates because it's not as worth as much as if it were, you know, brand new, uh, wear and tear factors into depreciation costs. So depreciation cost is like from what it would cost brand new to what it would be 10 years old, you know, everything loses its value. So, I mean, depreciation is basically actual cash value kind of in a way, but then you get recoverable depreciation. So what that would be is if you get paid your depreciation costs, then you go repair the damages. As Todd mentioned, the siding is also damaged, the roof, the windows, whatever may be damaged, and you have a replacement cost policy, you get the recoverable depreciation that puts you back to a replacement cost policy. So depreciation is essentially actual cash value of, you know, because your roof is aged or your siding is aged or something of that sort. The only people I ever hear talk about depreciation are my accountant and my insurance agent. And so it's a, it's a scary, <laughs> scary place to go that I don't quite understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the other kind of last thing I wanted to kind of ask you about is what should somebody be looking for when they are shopping different insurance agents or rates or what are like kind of the, the things should they be looking for uh, the relationship with the agent and is how important is that or should they be looking for certain rates or certain things in those policies back to the standpoint I think relationship is very important as you mentioned whether it's insurance whether it's real estate that is very very important to note back uh, my mom worked for Farm Bureau for 27 years and she beat it in my head it's customer service customer service customer service you want to be there for your people you want to take care of your people you want to make sure everything's running smoothly because insurance can be complicated enough but if you, you trust your agent and you know that everything's going smoothly you know you could you know, stick with that person for a long time because you trust them in that. So, and that's what helps also back on the independent side is that, you know, not only do we have many different companies, we also have, you know, the replacement cost policies. And we hopefully with the many different companies that we can have, we can get you a great policy at a, a pretty good premium. He is Jordan Rowe, 
DVI Insurance in Omaha, Nebraska. Jordan, thank you so much for your time. You did phenomenal, man. Everything was great. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Also, Emily Swinford, Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, thank you as well. We appreciate your time every week. And we thank you for listening to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. New episodes are out each week, so until next time, take care.